Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back. Alright, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the disadvantages of nickel-ion batteries, also formerly known as Edison batteries, okay? So, um, you know, in the world of living off-grid, um, we have to have some type of battery in order to store our energy from our solar panels, our wind turbines, or our hydro, right? Because we want to be able to use power at night, um, continuously use you know, our refrigerators, our TVs, and so forth, right? But um, within the battery industry, there is, as of currently, right now, there is still only a very handful of batteries that you could technically choose from right now and buy, okay? And I want to talk about the disadvantages of a nickel-ion battery, Edison batteries, compared to, like, lithium-ion or lithium-phosphate batteries because um, I would hate to see someone invest a lot of money in a nickel ion iron iron battery and regret it okay um, <laughs> their their sales pitch is pretty pretty good okay let's put it that way but it's a lot of talk and uh, uh, let's go over some of it okay so nickel ion batteries knife batteries are also known as nickel alkaline or Edison batteries are rechargeable batteries with a long life expectancy, high depth of discharge, and a reputation for durability. The battery can withstand overcharging, discharging, and short-circuiting, and yet lasts up to 20 years or more. Hmm. Okay. But the disadvantages, however, outweigh the advantages. So let's go over that. Cost. The initial cost is at least 30% over a high-end lead-acid battery or even a lithium-ion battery or lithium-phosphate battery. So you're going to spend way more money on a Edison battery, okay? To me, that doesn't sound too good to begin with. I don't care if it gives me 20 years because there's a lot of disadvantages with this battery that doesn't justify that. Now let's talk about efficiency. This is where th these batteries actually fail. Okay, they don't do very well. Efficiency. Nickel-ion batteries have a lower energy density and lower Pacific power compared to lead-acid batteries or um, lithium-ion batteries. The cells take a charge slowly and they give it up slowly. Okay. Cannot supply sudden large power spikes. So let's give an example. What is a large power spike? like a microwave, or let's say you're running a hot water heater, or, you're, or you want to run a um, heater in your home for heating the air, um, these batteries would not be a good um, battery because they take a charge in really slow, and when you need to pull the power out of them, they it comes out really slow. So what's going to happen is some of these appliances that you want to run just cannot run. Because they're, they're, they're demanding more power, instant power, and these batteries just cannot deliver it, okay? This means one would need more batteries 
and more solar panels to achieve the output of a standard lead-acid-based power system. In addition, knife batteries have a significant self-discharge rate of 1% per day. So let's talk about that for a second. So if you charge your Edison batteries, they are self-discharging at 1% per day. That doesn't sound too good to me, <laughs> right? So not only do they take a charge really slow, they let the charge out really slow, and they're also discharging at a 1% per day? Mm, not so well. Now let's talk about ventilation. So they produce a lot of hydrogen. Daily gassing is required to get the expected performance. Hydrogen gas is explosive. Therefore, good ventilation is imperative. So these type of batteries require water, right? Lots of maintenance. But not only that, they produce a ton of hydrogen, which is not good for us, for one. It's very explosive, right? And corrosive. So that's not good. Okay, so now let's keep moving down here and just keep, just, just keep going through this. Okay, so the only advantage I see that these batteries have is that they're, or they've been they've been making and producing these for a while now, right? And they're more oriented around the current battery systems that you would build off-grid, like 12-volt, 24-volt, 48-volt, right? So um, that's the only advantage in my eyes. But guess what? That's not even really an advantage because there's other batteries that do that, right? That's not the only battery, right? You can take as many batteries as you want and wire them together, and you can achieve any voltage you want, you know? So... Knife batteries are not supported by solar equipment. The voltage window is so wide that standard inverters are likely to shut themselves down well before the battery is fully discharged. Hence, claims like 100% usable capacity. So they're saying that you can use 100% usable capacity out of these batteries, which is false. Because every inverter has a low shutoff point and a high shutoff point. Okay, so you'll never get a hundred hundred percent usability um, out of the capacity of those batteries. Okay, so that's I mean that's with any battery really because every inverter is limited to the amount of um, you know discharge. I mean the um, low cutoff and the high cutoff points of the inverter. So okay, let's keep going. Um, so the okay so. Uh, which would now mean you'd have to add more costs and size and maintenance to your system. So there's, they're basically saying that if you really want to have a decent battery system out of these Edison batteries, you got to have a lot of them. And the amount of batteries to justify it is huge. Because remember already, they're already 30% more. They cost more than lithium ion, lithium phosphate, lead acid batteries, and so forth. Okay. So... Size and weight, the, the cell voltage is 1.2 volts. So you need 40 cells to form a 48-volt vo battery bank. Even smaller battery banks easily weigh a ton because these batteries are big. They weigh a lot, right? This further adds to the cost of shipping, storage, battery box, room, dimensions, installation, and maintenance. Because the more batteries you have, the more maintenance you're going to have on these batteries because you got to continuously fill them up with water. So let's talk about maintenance. 
Most batteries sold these days are classified as maintenance-free. Wet cell lead-acid batteries are still available and, and possibly, possibly um, even better than dry cell technology. But um, RC, sorry, RPC, I'm not sure what the abbreviation would be on that, um, does not recommend these um, as shown at the point of maintenance to be neglected. While knife, ba well, knife batteries uh, may withstand such treatments without damage, their performance will most likely drop. Knife batteries should be checked and topped off weekly. And inspecting and filling 40 cells is time-consuming and tedious. Therefore, every so often, the electrolyte solution has to be completely replaced, a messy and laborious-intensive exercise. That's your battery maintenance. So, the conclusion here is Edison batteries worth it. In my personal opinion, no. They are not worth it. Okay? Because let's take let's take what they're saying for example here. So it's going to cost 30% more. Okay? So if I was to compare my lithium ion batteries to these batteries, I have way more advantages. For one, the energy density in my batteries trumps these Edison batteries by a thousand miles. Trumps them by a thousand miles easily. My batteries require no maintenance whatsoever. You don't have to put water in. There is no gas discharging. There's none of that, right? Now let's think about the cost for a second. So they're saying that their batteries will last right around 20 years. Okay, give or take. They say, for, they say longer, whatever. But let's call it 20 years or a little bit longer. Well, with the same amount of money that I would be investing in their batteries with all these disadvantages, I could actually afford to buy three more battery banks with the lithium ions. <laughs> I don't know about you, but Edison batteries don't, don't look like a good option. Really don't. Um, there's a buddy of mine, Philip. Uh, he, does, he has a YouTube channel as well. And he has a lot of Edison batteries. A lot of them. And um, I, I'm not going to put words in his mouth or anything, but from the from talking to him and getting the information that I do have, um, he he wishes maybe he could change his batteries out and not deal with the Edison batteries anymore. They're just too time consuming. The maintenance involved, they're just not worth it, right? And um, you know, if you decide to buy these Edison batteries, hey, go for it, whatever. Um, but understand that they're definitely not going to be the best solution for your off-grid battery storage needs. There's just too many disadvantages to justify 20 years. Why even say 20 years when you don't even get that type of performance out of them? When you're going to need double or triple the amount of Edison batteries in order to even justify it. Then you need more solar panels because they absorb the energy in it at such a slow rate. I don't know. Doesn't seem too smart to me. Um, especially f from an economic point of view, right? Um, I would rather my lithium-ion batteries last 10 to 20 years, and then I would still have enough money easily to go buy a whole nother battery bank and build one and put one together and still come out cheaper than these Edison batteries and have way more advantages than disadvantages. So take this information with a grain of salt, folks. I'm just trying to educate people and, you know, I just don't want people to waste their money on things. 
Um, I see a lot of people trying to buy these batteries or have bought these batteries and, um, you know, they're starting to regret it. At first, they're all excited about them because they got sold on their, you know, promotion of the batteries and how they're um, promoting these batteries. But it's just not worth it, folks. It's just not worth it. I mean, yeah, think about it for a second. Not worth it. So, anyway, everybody, thanks for tuning in. I hope this information finds you well. Uh, make a smart decision, folks, when you're when you're thinking about buying batteries for your off-grid system. There's many other options. I'll give you a quick example. Um, so I have lithium-ion batteries. Now, the they're not the safest. I'll be honest with you, right? Lithium-ion battery is not the safest. But as long as you know how to um, implement them and install them and set it all up correctly, you're you're sitting pretty safe. Okay, it's when you neglect the safety precautions when you're installing them is when you you could potentially have a problem, right? But if you were scared of that, then go to lithium phosphate batteries. Lithium phosphate batteries are super safe batteries. The military uses the lithium phosphate batteries because you can actually, sh they've done testing. You can actually shoot the battery full of bullets and nothing will happen to the battery. It doesn't catch fire. It doesn't, nothing happens to the battery. It is completely safe. So if you're kind of scared of lithium ion batteries, then go with lithium phosphate batteries. That's a great option. Lithium phosphate batteries is a really great option for storage for off-grid use. Obviously, it's a little bit different chemistry than the lithium ion battery, but, you know, they're within the same realm. Let's put it that way. And they're a little bit safer than the lithium ions. So, also take that information with a grain of salt. So, anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. See you guys on the next one. Go listen, download, and subscribe to the Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast. Available today on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Modern Off-Grid DIY. Inspiring others to think outside the box. Support the podcast today. It's also available on anchor.fm slash free your mind. And there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself. Once again, it's titled Modern Off-Grid DIY. It's also available on Podbean, Stitcher, Breaker.audio, and Overcast.fm. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases, Modern Off-Grid DIY. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.